Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Headphones are completely voluntary here. They are totally, <laughs> awesome. they're 100% voluntary. Mary Mayhew is here. She is running for governor, in case you haven't heard. And she just happens to be in town, so she stopped by the studio. How you doing? I am doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be. Now, you were in Searsmont last yes, night, right? What, yes, What is the mileage looking like Holy right now? Holy cow. On uh, vehicles, shoes. Shoes, yeah, leather worn out. Yeah, I've uh, put probably well over 30,000 miles on my car. Wow. Yeah. And the frost heaves right now are <laughs> really good. I'm catching some air on some roads. So. Are, you, are you noticing around the state that some of the roads that are paved, I use with air quotes, are really just kind of like, yeah, there's there's a couple of black spots there. I guess that looks like tar. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> navigation on your phone takes you on some interesting roads. And most certainly there are some... That I'm wondering uh, where the tar is. On on constant occasions, usually. Yeah, I'm also looking for like, okay, where is the non-hole? Like, it's just, it's everywhere. It's yeah, all over the place. you can't avoid them, no. What, um, what, what made you decide to run for governor? You know, I am so proud of all that we have done, focused on restoring financial discipline in state government, recognizing that that money is coming from the taxpayers of Maine. And I firmly believe that Maine taxpayers or Maine hardworking Mainers should keep more of their paychecks in their pockets. And I want to make sure that we are supporting families who are able to spend their own money. I'm pretty confident you will always spend your money better than government ever will. And I want to continue the legacy of Paula Page and continue to focus on growing Maine's economy and not growing government. So that's why I threw my hat in the ring. I'm proud of the work that we've done, and I want to make sure not only that it's protected, but that we aggressively move Maine forward. Is there anything that you think you might do differently than Governor LePage has so far? You know, I love the governor's policies, and I was in lockstep with him uh, overseeing the Maine Department of Health and Human Services, uh, he and I have a different uh, delivery, but when you talk about the policies, most people respect the work that he's done, and I certainly want to make sure we stay the course. Mary Mayhew is running for governor. She is in town for an event tonight. We'll talk more about that on the way. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z, 92.7, Worldwide at the onlymaidsbigz.com. It's 708 and 37 degrees. Worldwide at the all new mainsbigz.com. Be a great day to work from home. I think any day would be a good day to work from home. If I could do this from home, I totally. It'd be weird though, Mary. Like, I'd have I to come into your living room yeah, to do the interview. Be, yeah, or I I'd, don't know. Do you make it, good coffee? I could have you Skype it. You know, we do have my uh, my twelve year old makes coffee every morning. Well, actually, 
Yeah. I think this could work. Yeah, it 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 actually happens. Your twelve year old has the coffee yeah, making he, down. He's sometimes he sets it up uh, the night before and sets the timer. Even I'm impressed. It's pretty impressive. It's really it's nice. It's good to know that he's you know his priorities are in the right spot. You got to have the coffee in the morning. At least I've raised one hard worker. Yeah. You know, which is nice. Which is which keep, is a good thing. Keep it keep it going. Keeping it good. Now you get you get two of your own, right? A couple of hard workers on your own. Eighteen and twenty three, and they were absolutely. Uh, Motivated to get to work. My oldest did landscaping. He was a short order fry cook, ran an ice cream place, worked at Target. And my youngest is uh, working at Five Guys in Augusta. Man, there's worse places to work. You know, no, no it's been it, it's been fantastic. He loves it. Oh, you're making me hungry. It, yeah, can thing. you smell the the burgers and the Five fries guys right is, now? Uh, as, as somebody uh, like me, who's a uh, I, I'm a I'm a no carber. I'm more of a meat guy. You've got <laughs> vegans on one spectrum, and then you have me, who just, is the polar opposite on the other side. You can go the there and be like, yeah, I just want some. No, I want some hold patties. the buns. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just go in and order patties, and they actually know. They just you know, well, whatever. It's yeah, good. he. Uh, but you know, the sad thing, he's been working there now for over a year and he couldn't even get near the grill until he turned 18 wow how ridiculous is that we can you know that that's fine we can send him in a car which is just as deadly <laughs> exactly know, don't right? go near the grill you know when i talk to employers around the state they're like man we just need folks showing up to work on time drug free but ready to work it, and when we're not getting kids out there working earlier by the time they're 18, 19, they're not ready. Is that is that something that you're seeing more and more and more of? It's a crisis yeah. around the country. Uh, certainly here in Maine, employers are desperate for employees. And it's not about a skills gap. It's not about we don't have individuals who are trained in this area. I've talked to more employers who've said, I just need someone with a pulse who can show up on time, be d- drug free and stay to the end of the day. Yeah. And they are desperate. Oh, yeah. It's craziness all the time. And people don't understand how it's affecting them. Like the next time you go through the drive through line and you're wondering why it's taking you like five to 10 minutes to get through the line as opposed to like two. Look at the signs. The signs on the window all say oh, hiring. Hiring wanted. now. For the love of God, sign please, here and work here. Please. please. Yes. Exactly. Well, right. you know, and I think it is uh, when you pay people not to work for decades, which is what the welfare policies did. Uh, and, and unfortunately, some still do. It's not surprising that we then have a, a workforce challenge. So we've made great progress in the last seven years, putting work requirements back in place in a number of those programs. We're waiting for President Trump to authorize us to do that in the Medicaid program. But it's all about helping people become self-sufficient and independent. That's why my boys were encouraged to go to work, because I don't want them living with me when they're 35. That seems like a reasonable thing to ask for, you know? I, I wouldn't do anything for anyone else that I'm not prepared to uh, do with my own children. I, I agree with that completely. We'll have more with Mary Mayhew on the way. Mains Big Z, 92.7, Welcome back. Segment number three of the Breakfast Club. We did that. You just traveled through time. Wow, was, I like that. That was that, wasn't that. I could use a little bit more of that time travel. Wasn't that magical? <laughs> yes. It was really nice. It was really great. What um, when you're going into when you're going into towns right now and you're talking to people, I know you've talked to a lot of people. What is um, you know, we talked a little bit about workforce and uh, and workforce development and lack of workforce development uh, in the last segment. 
Um, what are some of the things you're hearing from from people out there, from citizens, whether they're small business owners, whether they're just people that work in the private sec- private sector? What are you farmers? What are you hearing from people out there? Well, there's still a lot of anger toward government, frustration that they are seeing their paychecks get smaller, knowing that it's because of uh, ridiculous spending in government. If they're a small business, you know, I was in a, a small little restaurant yesterday, just starting up and talked to the owners. And they're so frustrated because every time they turn around, there's some new regulation, some additional tax. It, it feels to them as though there's a surprise around every corner. And if you're a business, surprises are not typically a good thing when you're trying to plan and develop your business. So what I hear is, can you just get government out of my way and out of my pocket? And then I'll take it from here. You know, uh, I met with uh, Kevin Hancock with Hancock Lumber. And, you know, Kevin said he had a number of legislators that were touring. And they said to him, what can we do for you? And he said, nothing. Right? Just, um, this is, that's the private sector. I know what it takes to be a successful business. I just need government out of my way. Stop changing the rules of the game every time I turn around. It seems like the rules change too when they're changing the rules of another game. You know what I mean? You see a lot of bills and then all of a sudden it's somehow it's it's attached that puppies in Afghanistan get scarves or something. It's, like how does that work? It, you know, truly, we often talk about the legislative process looking like uh, making sausage. <laughs> and but unfortunately, it also gets caught up in this emotionally charged toxic echo chamber that at the end of the day loses common sense and logic and when you have the the whole debate that's going on right now about adjourning and whether they should have extended and all these bills on the table first of all let's just take a step back there are over 2,000 bills submitted to the legislature 2,000 bills are you telling me there's that much wrong in this state that we need all uh, those bills passed into new laws yes they should adjourn Get your business done. Leave. We don't need any more laws. Most of those bills should be killed because they affect people's lives. Those new laws, they're either adding new regulations or they're adding cost that increases our tax burden. Talk with Mary Mayhew. She is running for governor. You got a uh, event tonight uh, over at Sidecar, right? At Fuel. At Fuel. Yes. 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 I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Inviting folks from uh, this area, Lewiston-Auburn region, to come out. I want to have a chance to meet with folks, share my vision for this great state, why we've got to keep on the same course of reducing the size of government so that taxpayers don't have to continually shell out more from their paycheck and businesses can grow and Maine can compete. And and again, I've got two boys that I would love to be able to uh, have them stay in this state, find great opportunity. And I know a lot of families want to make sure that their kids or their grandkids can stay in Maine and find great jobs. We're talking with Mary Mayhew. Find out more about her, MayhewForMaine.com. One more segment around the bend, Maine's Big Z, 92.7, Worldwide of the onlymainsbigz.com. Welcome back. Fourth final segment with Mary Mayhew. She's running for governor of Maine. Mayhewformaine.com is the website. 
Now, your dad was a foreman at a, a local manufacturing company. Yes, um, he was. A lot of folks around here have parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, you know, third cousins that all worked at mill, manufacturing company, things of that nature. Um, sometimes those jobs go away. Sometimes they come back. You know, there, you, for for every one story about one, you get another story about another. But most of the time, a lot of those jobs end up going away. What are some things that we can do? I mean, Maine was known for mill work and manufacturing work for years and years and years. What's the next thing Maine can get into? What can be the, the next mills for Maine so we can start getting people in here? Exactly. Well, first of all, manufacturing is not dead in this state. And, uh, you know, we've had a very defeatist attitude for far too long that's turned its back on manufacturing. Uh, you've got Element Technologies here in uh, this area that is struggling, and it's partly because of the challenge of competing with other states like Georgia and Tennessee and Florida, where they are far more appreciative of those businesses. So first of all, we've got to make sure that we protect the businesses that are here by uh, reducing their tax burden, by supporting them and, and appreciating their role in our economy. We need those jobs. But a lot of these businesses do not feel appreciated or respected. The other thing we've got to do is support the trades. We've got to get vocational training to be prioritized in our high schools, not looked down upon, but as critical pathways to good paying jobs. A lot of the manufacturers that I've spoken with can't find machinists, uh, can't find electricians, welders. These are critical jobs for today and for our future. So we've got to make sure that our educational system is supporting those pathways. I am confident not only can we grow the manufacturing that's here today, but we can attract more to our state. But we got to get in the game. we got to be competitive. You know, when you can go across the border to New Hampshire and immediately have more money in your pocket, do not have the same tax burden, you can produce your goods at far less cost. And that's where Maine needs to be. But we got to get aggressive. We got to keep our foot on the gas pedal so that we can have great jobs. You know, my dad worked at the Edwards Manufacturing Company in Pittsfield, Maine. That factory just closed down a little more than a year ago. Uh, and that was the lifeblood of that community, much like the, the factories and the mills in these areas. So we've got to look for opportunity to make sure that we're supporting the companies that are still here and attracting new ones to Maine. What are some of the costs, you know, as governor, there are a lot of costs, there are a lot of costs to living in Maine that you don't have in other places. You know, things like car registrations, excise taxes, things of that nature. Um, in comparison, you know, the sales taxes, all of it. What are some of the things that we can look at to start cutting some of the fat from the daily life, which some could consider maybe a tax even on, uh, we like to call them the working poor, who are just working paycheck to paycheck, right. trying to pay their bills, trying to stay legal so they can get to work every day. Absolutely. And, and it all comes back to the size and growth of government. All those taxes are feeding the insatiable appetite at the local and state levels and at the federal level that are all about protecting the growth of government rather than acknowledging government will never create private sector jobs. And at the end of the day, what we want are more people being able to go to work, 
support themselves, support their families. So I oversaw a third of the state budget. I focused on rolling back unnecessary programs and spending at DHHS in order to get our financial house in order to support the reduction in taxes. There is so much that still can be done to reduce unnecessary spending. The amount of of money being spent in, in, in Augusta, that's not accountable. It's not a priority. Look, what happens when you try to be all things to all people? You neglect the very core mission. The fact that when we started this conversation earlier about roads and bridges in this state, Mm -hmm. there's a $150 million shortfall today in maintaining our roads and bridges. You know, for people to get to work, they need to have good roads. For companies to be able to transport their products across the state and, and throughout the country, they need good roads and bridges. That needs to be a priority of state government. Instead of all this wasteful spending elsewhere, we need to get out of this attitude that government somehow needs to protect us from ourselves and needs to constantly raid our paychecks. That's going to make a huge difference. Let's get this income tax out of our way, get it eliminated, and that is going to change the entire dynamic in this state. People are going to be able to spend money, businesses will be able to reinvest, and that's what's going to grow our economy. We're talking with Mary Mayhew. She's running for governor. She will be at Fuel tonight. Find out more information on that at MayhewForMaine.com. That's MayhewForMaine.com. Mary, good luck. I Thank hope you got you. more shoes at the ready and a good tire plan maybe for the vehicles, perhaps. I, I think there's a new set of tires uh, yeah. around the corner here. And plenty of coffee for Ginger, I hope. A lot yeah. of coffee for Ginger. <laughs> more on the way. Maine's Thanks big, for having me. You're welcome. Uh, good luck. Thanks uh, Thanks for being in. More on the way, Mains Big Z, 927-1055. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.